Hi, uh, welcome to the New Voting Project. My name is Kunal, your host. And today we are here and we are joined by Kelly Cousins and Sandy Yama Oda, um, who are the president and secretary of Pleasanton Voters, uh, a local network of informed citizens, engaged ones, um, and, and try to build coalitions and help community drive certain events, projects, uh, facilities, and of course, advocacy. Uh, so thank you so much, uh, Kelly and Sandy, for coming on the show. Uh, things are a bit busy right now for everybody, but I do appreciate the time. Well, you're welcome. We're happy to be here, Kunal, and, and we're impressed with your program. Thank you, thank you. Uh, appreciate the comments. Uh, so yeah, let's get into this. Um, just for our viewers, uh, you know, talk a little bit about you know, why you're doing this. Why did you start the initiative of, of Pleasanton Voters? Um, you know, why get into, I guess, community-based organizing um, and, and building these coalitions that you do? Um, and yeah, maybe we can go basically in a circle. Reminds me of kindergarten, you know. Well, um, go ahead, Sandy, if you want to. I'll, I'll just uh, speak briefly because um, Kelly is the president um, and she's quite knowledgeable about everything that we've been doing. But I would say that I became interested um, and what's happening in our city, very interested in the local, local, locally what's happening. And, and, and I was hearing from a lot of folks, well, gee, why did this development happen? Or why did that happen? And I, I became aware that, that they didn't know what was really going on until it was too late. And I thought that it was important to use our um, Pleasant Hill Voters as a forum, an educational forum to let folks know if they wanted to participate if they wanted to speak before the city council, if they wanted to um, be active in our community, they needed to know what was going on. So uh, that's, Kelly, do you have anything else to add to that? No, that, that's um, Pleasanton's Voters is an educational committee registered with the state. And it's different from a PAC, which is a political organization. Um, we were largely for um, education. And, but we can still advocate for certain issues and candidates. And uh, that's why we have a vision and mission statement. And, um, but I think uh, our overall intent is to preserve and continue the quality of life in Pleasanton and have people uh, participate in making that in their, however, they talk about Pleasanton as a city of planned progress. Well, we, we also want to engage the community because there are different factions that have more political power and more influence, whether they're the money or whatever, but we really feel like we are representing a large part of the residents uh, groups who have no lobbyists. They don't have a vested interest in a project or lawyers behind product projects. They just have their voice and their vote. And that's who we're trying to educate and uh, inform about what we find is important. And hopefully they will find it important and they can, um, they can stand up as Sandy said, we give a lot of information about how to contact city council members, how to um, uh, contact, uh, other government officials that have an Im impact and then how to get, en get engaged on committees, commissions, um, just what's happening in, 
in the area that have to do with the quality of life, such as our quality, air quality, water quality, um, right. traffic, um, those sorts of things. And um, Pleasanton Voters was started about in 2015. Um, a lot had to do with being the East Pleasanton specific plan was being developed at that time uh, or around that time. And I happened to be on the um, task force or specific task force and saw the influence of different people on that, even that small task force that was making a plan for what's going on in East Pleasanton but they had a lot of people on it that I felt like did not represent the citizens and the, not the community and more special interests for people who were building the project, for example. Right. Um, I'd have to add, you know, the work that is so critical is, is usually done at, at the local levels. Mm -hmm. you know, everything, I, I say this a lot, you can really touch people when you work in local and regional politics. And, and most folks don't understand, you know, we look at national issues, you know, and, and how folks are being affected across the country and domestic, you know, policy. But of course, you know, the president is focusing on, on, on greater, more broader contextual mm -hmm. issues. Um, but it's the work, I think, in my opinion, that you and, and Sandy do that really exemplify the civic duty we all have. Right, we all need to understand the value of our vote um, and what that truly represents in our local communities, our our spaces where our roads are built, you know, uh, where transit should be uh, readily available, and where our housing shouldn't be too expensive, and the quality of life should not be three times the neighboring country. Things like that um, should be taken into perspective at the local level. But no. Thank you. I guess my point being, thank you for, for starting an educational committee, not a PAC, um, although I'm nothing against PACs. If one wants to sponsor me, you know, that's great. Um, but no, thank you for the work you do. Um, I guess that's why we're having this conversation because it's been impactful. Um, but yes. Well, we do, yeah, we do um, send out occasional email to, about critical issues that are coming up. We um, have a website that we like to tell people to check us out. You know, we are a grassroots or organization. We have to have, as a committee, we, we are registered with the state. We have to, uh, we have a treasurer. Um, you know, we, we are not, um, we're not a newspaper. We're not, we fact check as much as we can, everything that we put out, but at the time, that's the information that we have. Um, and we know that so things change. And so we try and put out the facts at, as we know it. So people are prepared at that time to uh, go to a council member or research it themselves to um, find out more information about it. Right. And that's really, that's really what we are you know, hoping for is that people will get involved and will do their own research. And we just sort of highlight some of it and give them a link to a city staff report or some other report that might en enlighten them. And uh, right. so that, that's our and, hope. And yeah, and, and in, a broader, in a broader, more generalizable way, I think the work that you do should be, you know, 
emulated in all communities. I mean, I'd love to have an educational commute uh, committee in every city. You know, who wouldn't want that? More engaged voters, more people with a voice. Sounds like a pretty good idea. I should copyright that right now and sell it to people. You know, that should be my wish. Um, but no, um, I'd like to circle back. You know, you said the organization was started in 2015. I want to talk about 2020. Top to bottom, major changes, you know, in, 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 our, in our democratic leadership, um, you know, global pandemic. Like I'm trying to add some, some, some perspective. What do you think about the year 2020? Um, not only working with the organizations personally, I mean, it was a crazy year. Um, you know, we can go, go around, still in a circle or a line. Well, I think a lot of cities were uh, grappling with so many new things and not only individuals grappling with COVID and how that impacted them, but economically, cities were going through major changes um, in terms of what services they could provide. And, um, you know, obviously it was very challenging. Um, I think, um, you know, even before that, with the whole um, social kind of changes that were going on, we, you know, we were involving more students in, um, we're seeing more involvement of students in, in the, the 2020 election. Um, and uh, Pleasanton voters were certainly trying to encourage that as well to get uh, students involved in our forums and different meeting the candidates. But obviously this is a big year um, for everyone um, on a lot of different levels. And, um, you know, we could go on and on. I mean, I, my background, I'm a child psychologist. I could go into the whole psychological, you know, but I think of, in terms of what Pleasanton Voters was doing is trying to just keep abreast of what's happening where people, you know, might, because things did slow down quite a bit um, in, in a lot of ways, but then That's they up in other ways right i would love the the psychology the psychology perspective on the <laughs> that might be a whole episode or maybe like yeah. a whole 24 hours uh yeah. to understand that uh but what, what what are your thoughts sandy uh, i think that um good we were looking at the in 2020 we were looking at the local candidates and trying to determine uh whether their perspective uh fit in with our, our goals as a, as a um, organization. And um, we did um, do supporting various uh, candidates. We we're very concerned about the position of our city council and our, um, the whole city council. And uh, if it was time for a change. And so that's, you know, that's what we, that's what we encouraged. And we encourage people to, to learn more about the, the candidates that we're running, both at the farmer's market and through passing out flyers and through sending out emails. Um, so I hope that that helps, helps you um, with your question. Uh, we did not um, endorse uh, national con uh, candidates. So we were very much um, the local at the local level. Yeah. 
no. And like I said, it's pivotal that people work at the local level. I can't emphasize that enough. I started at the local level. I'm still there, but you know, slowly and surely I'll move up and maybe one day I'll forget about it. No, I'm just playing. Uh, but no, I hope to stay engaged fully. Kelly, did you have something? Yeah, I, I think um, what we were seeing on the national level um, was a lot of fear-based uh, campaigning and um, misinformation. And we saw that at the local level as well. So that um, and the dichotomy between two people and the lack of civility sometimes between people. Yeah, um, I've, I've attended a couple of Pleasanton City Council meetings, trust me. I've seen a lack of civility <laughs> between some, some, some members, but do continue. Mm -hmm. So I think you always have to um, work at getting truthful facts, um, you know, not just because your side has said something about another candidate, you can't always think that your side is even correct on some, some of those levels. So that's why we always encourage people to double check, check your facts, to not get them from friends of friends, although friends do give advice on who to vote for. And, and you know, you do confirm that with your own friends uh, who might vote like you do. But I think when the public doesn't know very much information about the candidates, like we have research, they get certain things in the mail or they get, um, uh, you know, just some, it's all that kind of fear-based stuff that we saw at the national level and a lot of politics these days that um, triggers people to not vote with uh, intellectually, but they, through their fears and their emotions. All right. I could agree with that. Now, I'm going to ask a very simple question. Um, it should be one answer, but if you have another answer, I'd really be interested in that one. Um, is voting important? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No you question. Know, the, the pause was a little bit scary there. Um, <laughs> it's, um, and we've sent out um, in our email, we call them email blasts, our newsletters, inviting people to vote, encouraging them to vote on various and various issues. So totally very important. Yeah, we, um, that's one of our um, things we did is how you could vote, when you could vote in Pleasanton, um, how to get your ballots, how to register to vote. And those are all things that people, um, you know, get, are getting multiple messages about them, but it's just one more message that some people say, oh, I didn't know I could drop it off, my ballot off in front of the, you know, on 123 Main Street. And it's just, and it's safe. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, voting is important and it happens for a reason. And um, sometimes you, you don't always get, you know, you're not always in the majority of the votes and, things happen that don't always um, you're not always hoping for but then sometimes they do and you keep going forward and working with the people that you might not have picked as your candidate but there are still ways to work with them yeah and and make sure young people are voting you know mm -hmm. it's very critical i wouldn't mind you know committees like 
Pleasanton voters to go into schools, you know, give, you know, seminars. What's the voting process like? I don't know many teenagers who've actually been to the polls. You know, I've had the fortune of going there, learning it, and then teaching other people how to vote when they come in at, you know, before eight <laughs> o'clock. Most students don't know what a ballot looks like or how to, you know, how to fill it out. Do I, am I using electronic? When can I register to vote? Is it same day registration? It is in California. Uh, but the, you know, that simple civics education go miles. I mean, it could probably go acres, uh, but that's enough for my analogies for the day. Uh, well, I think there are, there is a, a growing uh, emphasis now on civics and government and that sort of thing where um, we used to kind of take that for granted. That was part of curriculum and it wasn't necessarily being taught. Um, Pleasanton voters, I reached out to youth groups. Uh, there was a Students for Social Change and that was a group, I don't know if you're familiar with them, you may be. And, um, you know, we, we had a Zoom meeting with some of the candidates. Um, we uh, sort of advertised or told uh, the community through our email about the <clears throat> march uh, in Pleasanton. Um, we talked about some of the policing issues that were coming forward that were you know, pertinent, uh, that include SRO, the officers on campus. So we are trying to reach out to a very um, active group of, of students. And I'm, I'm pleased to see that. I grew up in the 60s, graduated, um, and- You're in the civil rights movement. Yes. The, you should have well, been doing this a lot longer. Well, not quite the civil, I mean, I wasn't part of the civil rights, but it was more Vietnam era and- Okay, um, yeah. It was definitely, people were being drafted and impacting their lives. And that's how many of us got involved in that movement mm -hmm. and, um, you know, so I think, you know, when, when students see that they have a difference, they make a difference, like we saw in those days, um, I think they get more empowered. And they don't even vote at that time, but they're just, their voice and their mm -hmm. mind is empowering others to, to think and get involved and uh, educate themselves. And Kelly, I think you can remember before COVID, we did have a workshop in the library and we invited students and students did come. Um, it might've been part of their civics, uh, civics class, but they came and uh, we had uh, representatives talking to them about how to get involved in commissions and committees and how to get involved in our, in our city. So um, we can do it again, but um, that was before COVID. Yeah, COVID. Who knows what's gonna happen with COVID? That's just a sore subject. Um, now I wanna talk, I don't know how much input, but we see in states like Georgia and Texas pass voter suppression laws um, and, and oppress minorities and take away their, their right to vote like we've been talking about. What are your thoughts on, you know, what goes through your head when you see these states uh, pass such unfair and biased legislation? Of course, well, that's personal. It's very personal to all. each of us. Have our own opinions about that. Right. Um, it's. I don't believe it's, it's. It's one thing that we've brought up in terms of our email blasts, but um, I. 
can very much sp speak for myself. I'm very concerned, extremely concerned about that. And uh, they, they seem like a purposeful suppression of votes. And that's, um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of very, there's a lot of concerning things in not only that with Georgia, but also other states that are going through the same thing. And um, <clears throat> so I think it is, it is alarming that sometimes we think we're going backwards <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and on many issues. Yeah, mm -hmm. not just that one. I heard something about abortion in Texas. Uh, we'll yeah. get to that later. Uh, I guess in a separate episode where hopefully I'll be having a couple state legislators from Texas yeah. come on and talk about that. Um, oh. But yeah, no, I, I have to just say the majority wants to keep their majority. It's a very simple equation, right? Um, and by doing so after 2020, they realized the power of voting. You know, a lot of scholars have been talking about more egalitarianism and more access to the vote, sending out a mail-in ballot to every single person. It's very successful in some ways. Mm -hmm. um, and now the majority in certain states want to fight that. They want to fight the democratic elements of democracy, which is weird. Uh, I would say unlawful, but weird. Um, and, and that's that's kind of my response, which is, like you said, we might be switching back to you were born, I guess, into the civil rights movement. We might be going into another civil rights movement um, very soon um, on multiple fronts, like you said. Uh, so to you is what do you think uh, should be done about that? What do I think should be done? Absolutely. Uh, um, well, I'm in not a position of elected authority, just to be clear. Um, but you have personal opinion. You know, my personal opinion is we need better leadership at all levels, right? Like I said, locally, you know, the city council, the mayor, they can be doing so much more for our communities if they actually listen to us. And some do. This is not to say all are tone deaf. Some do, some don't. Some may disagree. The point being, there needs to be common ground, right? There needs to be some form of civility. And that needs to extend across every level, right? I disagree with a lot of policies that happen in our district. I disagree with most policies at the national level. Some I like, some I don't. Some people I really like, some I really don't. But there needs to be common ground. Um, and that's what we're missing. We're missing decency at the political levels uh, required to pass certain objectives. Um, and honestly, run for, run for office. That's my next thing. Folks need to run for office. You care about something, you know, most teachers I encounter, um, and I always love to focus on teachers, right? Teachers, you're, you're a psychologist, you know, uh, you teach, you inform, you try to guide people. Same way teachers do that in, in schools and in, in our education system. Um, they have the knowledge. They understand the issues. More, more of them should be getting involved in their communities. More YouTube, you know, maybe down the line, running for city council. If you want to see a change, don't blame it on the guy next to you, the guy, gal, them, they, theirs. Don't blame them. Um, I think everybody has their uh, way of influencing things in their community, and not everybody is. It's very, very challenging to run for office, and that's one of the things we were putting out there for in one of our um, meetings was how to how to start someplace where you are involved at a 
um, maybe a, a lower level such as a commission or committee right. um, and how to um, get on those commissions and committees and learn how the, you know, the political process or how you, how you work within an organization. And even within our um, Pleasanton Voters Organization, we have differences of opinions among our group and we still have to come to some con consensus and you know sometimes it's just the majority about what issues we're going to put forward as important um and so i think that's called working as a group yeah. <laughs> and 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 getting something done hopefully in a in a positive direction yeah um, I, I, you know, one, one of your questions was how can the youth get involved in um, at this level? And I know that not everybody can be as active as you are, um, but um, I think there are students that can get involved in, for example, the um, youth commission. We have a commission in school in our city government and they're appointed by the mayor and um, they represent their schools and their self, you know, their age groups, and and they, um, that is a separate commission. Plus, we have youth representatives on uh, several of our commissions: our library commission, human services, civic arts, park and rec, mm -hmm. and on two committees: our uh, bikes and ped, and our energy and environment. And those are good ways to learn about what is happening in your city, what your passions are, uh, put those to good use to, to advocate for um, those causes or those passions. Yeah. And, I was and, actually uh, a former youth commissioner in mm -hmm. my city. So I know a little bit about the ins and outs of doing that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, no, that is that is definitely great advice. And I'd like to close out, you know, be respectful of everybody's time. Um, is how can folks stay updated on on what Pleasanton Voters does? Is there I will link the website. Is there social media or anything that you'd like to, to plug? Well, we have a Facebook page. Um, Perfect. We usually pretty much put the same thing that we put on our email blasts on the Facebook. We, we did make a lot of announcements during COVID on the Facebook page about, um, you know, helping local businesses, helping, you know, things like that, that we felt like needed some reminders to the community to help support them. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, we're, we're just trying to, um, we try and, and think of the things that are coming forward, like the housing element, which impacts everything basically in Pleasanton because your housing and your land use planning affects open space. It affects uh, air quality, traffic, school crowding. It affects water use. Um, so those are important things that are, we call it an urban growth boundary. It's the, the distance you have between cities. So it's not just all sprawl, but we have you know, concerns about how the, the land is being utilized. And like you mentioned before, where we're putting housing, if, is it near transit? Is it, is it going to impact you know, positive, positively on our community and how 
we can encourage that. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to kind of mention one other thing. What we really need is to continue to increase our membership so that we continue to get the word out. So if individuals will go to our website, pleasantonvoters.com, and on the first page at the bottom of the page, you can put your email address in and join our group. And listen, and we'll send you emails. If you at one point decide you don't want to get them, you can easily unsubscribe, but we encourage anyone to do that, um, to be part of, you know, so they can be part of the conversation and, and understand what's going on too often too often folks say, well, gee, what happened? And it's too late. So you need to know ahead of the, ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. Sign up for that newsletter. I'll put everything in the description. Thank you, folks, you both You're for welcome. being on the show. I do appreciate your time, the local perspective. Like I said, I always want it, um, you know, and, and hopefully you'll, you'll do well in the next cycle of a lot of elections coming up, <laughs> coming up after redistricting. So I wish you the best of luck. Um, thank you. We do take care during COVID. Thank you. Yeah. Same, same to you. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, we, of course. we appreciate it. And then a few people can make a big difference like you and your, your, the efforts you're making and other organizations like grassroots organizations have a significant impact. And we've seen that with getting over a thousand people to weigh in on an issue when we've gotten the word out to them. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I have to agree. But yeah, no, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Nice to meet you.